verse number 51. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 51 and 52. If the Bible you're using belongs to you, I want you to read it with me, disturbing everybody but yourself. 1 Corinthians, are you there? 1551. Let's read it. Ready? Go. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. Let's read it from the top again. Read it very loudly and boldly. Ready? Go. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles again with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 to 18. You read it beautifully. I'm going to read this one to you. It says that for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. With a voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead will, in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, someone say therefore. therefore. Comfort one another with these words. Amen. Amen. He said that comfort one another with the words that he's coming back again. Comfort one another with the words that Jesus will soon come appear. Comfort one another with the words that, listen, it, is, it may look bad on the, in, in, in yet now, but a day is coming. The trumpet will sound. And when the trumpet sounds, the skies will break open and Jesus himself will descend. And when he descend, those who are dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive today will be caught up with him. Amen. Amen. Today you don't hear these type of things in church. Today you don't hear these things. But see, when Paul was writing to the Thessalonians, he said that comfort one another with these words. Which means that it should be something that you say all the time to the church. That listen, Jesus will come. Don't worry about this. This world is not our home. We are just passing through. But today when you go to the church, it's all about prosperity. It's about God is going to bless you. All your enemies will die. Build houses. Make a a, a legacy and build a lot of money here on earth. As if there is not an expectation of Jesus coming one day. Hallelujah. And we need to learn how to prepare for his coming. We read in Matthew 24 that all the prophecies that Jesus gave concerning his, the things that must happen before he comes have already almost finished happening. Let's look at it. Matthew 24, quickly. Matthew 24. If you are looking for a subject matter for this um, sermon, I titled it, Get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. Can I say that again? Get ready to stop work. You have what? How many have heard that before? Give me a wave if you have heard it before. Oh, let me see properly. Lift up your hand. Get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes. It means you have written an exam before, isn't it? Because when you are writing an exam, they tell you at a point, get ready to stop work. This is what Jesus says in verse 3. And now he sat at the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately telling him, tell us when will these things be and what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. 
And you will hear of wars. Have we had some wars? Rumors of wars. You will see, see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come first. But it's not yet there. The end is not yet. Amen. For nations will rise against nations. Has it happened? Just last week, I heard that uh, England, England has captured the boat that is going towards, ship that's going where? Iran. And Iran says that if it's war you want, we'll give you war. So nations are trying to rise against nations. And some have already done that. Amen. And kingdoms against kingdoms. And there will be farming. Have we had farming? Pestilence. Have we had pestilence? Earthquakes. Have we had earthquakes? In various places. Not in one place. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And they will deliver you up for tribulations. And will kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Just yesterday night, I heard that, uh, um, was it, where was it, is it uh, Nigeria? They went, northern part, they went in and killed, was it another country, French-speaking country, African country. They went there and killed Christians in one, one how many, who heard it? Where? Zimbabwe. Just last night or the night before. So if people are being killed because they are Christians, then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Is it happening? Even the church today, you can tell that one church hates another church. Isn't it? It's like if you, have, you belong to this church, then you must not like that church. Hmm. Somebody say, hmm. Is it happening? And then many false prophets will rise and deceive many. Is it happening? Do we have false prophets? Ah, uh, I can't hear you. Is there, is there false, are there false prophets rising? Huh? Uncountable. Because of lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound, the love for many will wax cold. Amen. Is lawlessness abounding? Are the people in the church backsliding? Now you can't tell whether somebody is a Christian or not. When I was growing as a young Christian, you could tell that if you marry a, a Christian lady, definitely chances are they are virgin. Chances are. I mean, a good chance. Today, it will be rare. Somebody say, hmm, leather church. <laughs> okay, I know it's Sunday service. Don't worry. I won't go there. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel, somebody said this gospel. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then the end will come. Today, when you go on the, on the Facebook or internet right now as I'm speaking, Almost, you can tell how many churches are alive. And everywhere in the world, we are watching. We have church members in places like Sri Lanka and things who watch live as we are speaking. So it means that gospel is going everywhere. We are sitting in this room, but there are people in places watching us. And Jesus said that when that happens, then you know that the end has come. And you see, I titled the message, Get Ready to Stop Work. You have 25 minutes more for a reason. And the reason is that if you are writing an examination, then it means that there will be a time that will be marked. The exam will be marked. If you are writing an examination, then there's a time that the examination will come to a close. If you are writing an examination, then it, you must understand that the examination would determine your next future. Whether you are being promoted or you are going to repeat the year. How many know what I'm talking about? If you are writing an examination, some people are smiling at me. <laughs> some are like, Lord, let it pass me. 
Some people are starting by August, they start to get diarrhea because the results are about to. How many know what I'm talking about? Not you, but you know somebody who knows somebody who is nervous about the results. Hallelujah. And see, it is so with all of us as Christians. One day, we are going to stand before the judgment seat of, of, of God. And you are going to be judged with what you did with the time. Most of us, you know, you go to school and then you, you just misbehave. You know, when you walk in town, they have, a, what do you call it, Caesar night. So everybody dressed in Caesar, Julius Caesar theme. And they are going to a nightclub. Some day today, we are dressed as women. Cross do, uh, dressing night. Everybody dresses cross do, dressing. Say today we are doing uh, uh, Super Mario night. Everybody dresses Super Mario. See, all those things, they don't mean anything. As you are going around finding costumes to wear to go to a nightclub and all those things, it is not part of the curriculum. You will not be examined on it. But see, one day you will sit an exam and in the exam they will, they will ask you questions based on the lectures you have attended, based on the curriculum that the school has set. Are you, whether you are, you are adept with, with what you have read, whether you understand the lectures you have been to, whether you understand the units that you have taken, you want, your proficiency will be tested. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they will, they will test you to see whether you will really pass. And you see, the standard is set already. 60% of 40, 45, 40, 48% is pass. 50% is pass. So anything below it is a fail. I know of a sister in this church. She did mathematics one, two, three, four, five times. GCSE mathematics. She had finished waiting to go to university. Couldn't pass. Because she the standard is set. One time she got uh, 48%, then 49%, then she came down to 47%, then she came to 45%. Then the last but one, she got 49%. And she kept sitting at home waiting for the, just that one mark to go. You see, the standard is set. You see, you can argue, you can say, let my people go all you want. They won't let you go if you don't pass. Somebody said that when I get to the gates of heaven and uh, Apostle Peter is standing there and Apostle Peter says that your name is not in the list, so go to hell. Me, I will say to Peter, I won't go. As for the hell, I'm not going. I'm standing here. If you like, I'm not leaving. You see, it doesn't matter where you, whether you, you demonstrate, you take a placard, you know that. No, if your name is not in, your name is not in. You can't you say, I'm gathering all the people whose name is not in. We are going on a luta to a hospital that we must enter. Some say that I will beg. You can beg all you like. I say you can beg all you like. Hallelujah. See, God has set a standard and a principle and he himself will not go above it or below it. A standard is set. In Hebrews chapter number 9 verse 27, it says that, and as is appointed unto man once to die and after this, the judgment. Amen. And I read in the Bible that the judgment is twofold. We are going to be judged whether we accepted Jesus or not. That's the first judgment. Then the second judgment is what we did with the salvation. What Did we win souls? Did we do something? What did we do for Christ? Because our reward in God will never, our labor in the Lord will never go unrewarded. Hallelujah. So in all these things, we started talking about how to prepare for this judgment. How can we prepare? How can we prepare? We need, to, we need to prepare for the coming of Christ. Amen. We need to prepare. Someone say, I need to prepare for the coming of Christ. 
I need to prepare for the coming of, the, of Christ. Number one, the first thing that we need to do is, 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 is um, what Peter said. Go to the scripture. I said scripture. First Peter 3.14 But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid for their threats. Do not be troubled. Somebody say, do not be troubled. Do not be troubled. Don't let your heart be dismayed. This will happen. Amen. I said, this will happen. This will happen. But do not be, do not be troubled. Do not be troubled. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Do not be troubled. But you see, what you need to do is to take the garment of righteousness. Somebody say, the garment of righteousness. The first thing is to take the garment of righteousness and put it on. Righteousness is a garment. I said righteousness is a garment that has to be put on. First John chapter 3 verse 2 it says but beloved now we are children of God if it's not yet been and it has not yet been revealed what we should be like. But we know. Somebody say we know. We know that when he is revealed. We shall be like him. For we shall see him. As he is. And everyone who has this hope. Somebody say everyone who has this hope. Everyone who has this hope. Purifies himself. If you have the hope. That Jesus is coming soon. And he's going to take us with him, then we must purify ourselves. Am I talking to somebody? We must purify ourselves. Don't be caught pants down. Don't be caught wrongly attired. There's a, there's a story Jesus gave in Matthew. Look, let's look at that story. In Matthew 22, he says that the kingdom, this is Jesus preaching, he says that the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. And when he sent out the, the, the servants to go and invite the wedding guests to come, when the time was come, they were not willing to come. And again, he sent out the servants saying, tell those who have been invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, come. They said, no, 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 no. We are not interested. Amen. And he said, I've killed the fatted calf. I've done all this. Everything's ready. Come to the wedding. He said, no, we are not interested. But they made light of it. And they went their ways, some to their farm, some to their own businesses. And the rest seized the servants and threatened them spitefully and killed some. Then the king heard about it and he was furious. And he sent out his armies to destroy those murderers and burnt out their cities. And he said to his servant, the, the wedding is ready, but those servants who have been invited did not show up. So what are we, are we going to do? Let's go into the highways, byways. Let's invite people to come. Anybody at all. Those servants went out into the highways and gathered together everybody they could see, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. Amen. Read on. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man. Somebody say he saw a man. And that man had the wrong attire. Did not have a garment a wedding garment on. Uh, so he said, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? What are you doing here without a wedding dress? And the man was speechless. He said, uh, uh, look at the next verse. Quickly, quickly. He said that. Then the king said to him, bind this man hand and foot. He said, ah, me, I was walking somewhere. Minding my own business. And then these people, I had no wedding plans. So I didn't have any uh, wedding garment. I was just minding my own business. These people came and called me. That I can come as I am. I have come. Now you are asking me, where is my wedding garment? Then the king said to his servant, bind him hand and foot and cast him out of darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Somebody say, why? Why ask why? Superfly. Listen, why? Because now that you are at the banquet, you are supposed to change your attire. 
Now that you are in Christ, you cannot be smoking and drinking and uh, uh, doing all sorts of things. There must be a difference between you before and you after. Ah, you didn't say amen. Nobody said amen. You missed a good place to shout. Listen, listen. you cannot be a Christian and nothing has changed. How many will agree that when you catch um, a cold, something changes? We know you have a cold. How do we know you have a cold? There are some symptoms and signs that tells everybody, even before you say that I have a cold. We can tell. Do you understand? And you say you have accepted, you see, Jesus is bigger than cold. And you say, I have accepted Jesus into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. And there are no signs. Nothing has changed. Your lifestyle is still the same. Some have even a worse lifestyle. No, something is wrong. Maybe you didn't catch the cold. Maybe you caught something else, but it's not the cold. Maybe you have accepted something, but not Jesus. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. Maybe you have accepted something, but not Jesus. You accept, probably accepted the church, but you didn't accept Jesus Christ. Because if you accepted Jesus, something must be from the inside, must be transformed on the outside. Because you cannot say that I have received something as great as God himself into your heart, into your life, into your system, and still be the same. It's not possible. I say it's not possible. When you receive Jesus, your friends must look at you and say, something has changed about you. What's going on? You don't have to even try to pretend to do anything different, but they should look and say, "Mm, you are not the kind of person you used to be. We sing songs like, great change since I was born. I met God. There's a great change since the things I used to do, I do them no more. That is the changing of the garment for the wedding feasts. I say that's the changing of the garment. There's a scripture in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. Revelation chapter 7. Look at it quickly. It says that, and after these things I looked and behold, a great multitude which no man could number of all the nations, of all the tribes, of all peoples and thanks standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in what? White robes. The word white robes signifies purity. Signifies righteousness. Hallelujah. With the palm branch in their hands. The palm branch stands for the the salvation they have. Amen. Righteousness. In Hebrews, look at the scripture in Hebrews with me. He says, pursue peace. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Follow after peace with all people, with all men, and holiness without which what? No man can see God. No man can see God without holiness. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short. 49 percent, 48%, 45%, 46%, 47% still not pass. 49.5% still not pass because you have fallen short of the grace of God. Let any be a root of bitterness sprinkling up cause trouble and many become defiled. Hallelujah. I pray that we will not fall short. I say I pray that we will not fall short. It will be a shame to live a semi-Christian life and not make it to heaven. It will be a shame. I said it will be a shame. It will be a shame. I don't know about it, but I have an extreme personality. I don't know whether me, I don't do moderation. It's either I'm going this side or I'm going this side. Uh, When I do moderation, it doesn't really work. So if I'm going to be a Christian, I have to be a crazy one. If I'm going to be an unbeliever, I have to be an, a crazy unbeliever. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. How many understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I had a friend, he says that when I, I go to the nightclub, I stand by the, big, the biggest speaker 
You know, the speakers, I stand there and have my drink and then play music. Boom, boom, boom. Because I want to feel the music inside me. Whenever I'm in the disco, I want to know that the disco is in me. He said, when I go to the nightclub, I have to feel the nightclub inside me. How oh, can you go to the nightclub and then they are doom, doom, and you are standing there like you are you are in a, in a surgery. Uh, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> so you are a misfit in the nightclub. And when you come to church, you are a misfit. Because as everybody is dancing, you can't dance because you are guilty thinking about the nightclub you went. Which one are you? Are you a nightclub person or a church person? Where do you belong? Put on the garment of righteousness. I say, wear the garment of righteousness. And wear it with pride. You see, when you go to the, the uh, football stadium, you can not even tell that these people are educated. But some are brain surgeons. Some are, uh, you know, big, multi, uh, whatever people. But they'll be jumping because Manchester is winning. Uh, uh, sorry, I mentioned a uh, uh, team. No, it's okay. The Lord forgive you. Number two. Number two. Prepare to be rewarded for what you are doing for God. Amen. I say prepare to be rewarded for what you are doing for God. Which means that do what you are doing for God with the mind that one day you'll be rewarded for it. Some of us, we, we work because of what men can see. We work when people are around, then we do things. When pastor is around, then you become busy. Some of us, the only time we pray is when we are in church. We outpray the leader of the prayer. Because we are in church. Meanwhile, as soon as we finish, you put the, the Bible in the boot, and the Bible never comes out till you come back to church. All your prayer life is in church. How many understand what I'm saying? Isaiah chapter 40, quickly. Verse 10 says that, Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him and he will feed his flock like a shepherd he will gather his lamb with the, with the sun and carry them in his bosom and gently lead them who are with young his reward is with him as he's coming amen i say you'll be rewarded I said, those of us who are working for the lord will be rewarded sometimes you call people and they they they, they tell you off why are you disturbing me? Did I kill Jesus? Say, as for you people are too fanatical. They give you names. It's all right. Someone say it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Because they are not the ones who are going to reward us. God Himself will reward us. Hallelujah. We don't have to do it when Pastor is looking. In fact, if pastor rewards you, you have lost your reward with God. Oh, let's welcome Sister Prinkinston. She's the best evangelist in the church. She's the best uh, prayer warrior in the church. She's the best. Your reward has just been given to you. Hallelujah. But you just be around. This is what uh, Paul, uh, Paul said. Is that... Uh, in Timothy, was it Timothy? Quickly. Don't go to sleep on me. It says that, therefore, my brethren, 1 Corinthians 15 58, therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in God is not in vain. But this is why 2 uh, Philippians 2 12 says that. 
Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 6, it says that, not with eye service as men pleases, but as a bond servant of Jesus Christ, doing the will, the will of God from the heart with good will, doing service as to the Lord, not as to men, knowing whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whatever, whether he's a slave or free. Amen. Amen. So he's saying, now listen, do it as unto God. Do it as unto God. God is the rewarder. Not unto men. The reason why we have stopped doing good work for God in the church is because we are not respecting any reward from God. We are not expecting, first of all, we are not expecting Jesus to come. Secondly, we are not expecting any reward. So why bother? This type of church people, when you serve them, the day you need them, the women show up. So why should I bother? You are not doing it for them. I say you are not doing it for them. You are doing it for God. Amen. He says that make, make sure your, your treasure is not on this earth where thieves and rats can, can, but put your treasure in God, in the kingdom of God, where no thief can rob, where no moth can rust. Keep your treasure with God. Because he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. I say he is a rewarder. Amen. Number three. Let us understand that our reward is not with the man, but with God. Please do not be disappointed when men don't see you and see what you are doing or not doing. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. Don't be disappointed because your reward is not with any man. If it was a man's thank you you are waiting for, then you have really misunderstood this. Are you with me? Because the man will not really be able to, nobody will reward you more than themselves. Nobody will praise you above themselves. Everybody will put you in a, a lower place as they are praising you. Are you with me? So you may be work, the hardest working person, but they say, oh, this girl is trying. That means that they, they put you below them. They will never say, this person is doing better than me. No, no, no. So your reward is not with the man. Are you with me? Let this motivate you to seek. Sow the seeds of good reward. Yeah. I always challenge everybody in this church that you must look around and see at least 12 people in a year. These 12 people are in the house of God. These 12 people are in the kingdom of God because of my hard work. Because I went out and won them to Christ. No pastor will come and say you are the best. No. It is God. It is God. Do you want to take the microphone and preach? Are you going Facebook Live? Uh, okay. This day and age. I met somebody the other day. Oh, I know you very well. Uh, just on uh, Thursday. I know you very well. I said, where? It's on TV. <laughs> I don't go on TV. Oh, I know you on Facebook. You are my pastor on Facebook. I don't know you. <laughs> hey, but she really made a way for me. <laughs> you, have, you have a pastor on, on, on Facebook. I said, okay. I don't know. I, all my church members on Facebook, God bless you. <laughs> oh, clap for them. They are watching. Amen. Let it make you a God pleaser instead of a man pleaser. Please God. You see, any, the Bible says that those that win souls, they, they, they will shine as bright as the stars in heaven. It's a powerful thing to win souls. To invite somebody to church, to get somebody saved, it's a very powerful thing. You know, people are trying to get people hooked on, on drugs. Teaching them how to take their first sniff. Teaching them how to take their first drink. Teaching them how to break their virginity. Teaching them how to do things. And we are ashamed to 
get somebody. Oh, let me preach. Don't, don't laugh at me as I'm preaching. Uh, don't stop me when I'm in my flow. Is it the virginity that watered you or which one? Uh, it, it looks as like I have to preach around this area because the way they are, they are trying to sit on my. Listen, did somebody not show you how to break your virginity? You are looking at me funny. Don't bring yourself. Did someone not teach you how to drink? How to. The first time they taught you how to smoke, they go. <laughs> Your heart was burning with fire. They say, no, 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 don't do it that way. When you, when you take in, don't be somebody. No, they say, no, 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 take it in and suck it in a little bit and let it simmer in your throat and bring up. <laughs> so try, you get used to it. Keep trying, you get used to it. How many know what I'm talking about? Am I the only person? Hey, hey, are you here? Hey. They are teaching you how to learn, how to be a bad girl. See, they teach you how to, how to have five boyfriends. How to run them. So that this one, this one buys shoes. This one buys handbags. This one pays for your holidays. This one pays for your hair. And then the broke one handles your ha- m- uh, manicure and pedicure. He's, he's broke, so he, that's all he can afford. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Preach, 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 preach. And then the, your, your guy, a guy taught you that no, you must, as a guy, you must not have one girlfriend. You must have, you must run things. You must run them. You see, you must have Georgina, Susan, uh, Linda, Barbara, Monica, Sarah. <laughs> you must have all of them. And then you, you call, you say, oh, my cousin is coming. Cynthia is coming. So I can't see you. My cousin is coming to stay in the house. No, your cousin is your girlfriend. Am I the only one? Do you, uh, why are you looking at me fine as if you don't know what I'm talking about? You're making me think that I, I'm, I'm talking to some people. Some. Somebody taught you. Now that you have found in fact some of us you also taught some people. Now that you are born again why don't you teach somebody how to read the Bible? Why don't you teach somebody how to have quiet time? Why don't you teach somebody how to come to church? Why? Use the same skill. How do you run girls? Use it to run churches. Use it to run churches. Some, some, some of, the, of the ladies, you, you, you know how to charm guys. When you see the guy, you flip your hair like that. Say, listen, guy. Listen, guy. Uh, uh, can, can, you, can you buy me a, sh- a pair of shoes? You don't like giving me. If I'm your friend, buy me something. And then this idiot will go and buy you things. You have that skill. Why don't you use the same skill? Oh, can you come to church with me? Can you come to church with me? You know, I'm always happy when I can go to church with you. He will come. The idiot will follow you. Same skill. This time you are using it for God. I said this time you are using it for God. Instead of instead of this boy, that boy. In fact, I'm feeling hot now. <laughs> uh, what type of church is this? Are you sure you, this is a correct church? First of all, have you seen a church? The pastor is wearing t-shirt, and then he's talking like Susan Monica. This pastor is a bad boy. He's, he knows the story. <laughs> Hallelujah! Let's persuade men to live for Christ. Yeah. Let's persuade them. Let's, 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 
let's let's influence them because you were not ashamed when you influenced them to do bad things they were not ashamed when they influenced you to do the wrong things now that you have found the right thing influence them to do the right thing I was saying in first service, yesterday I was driving around here, there, there was a flag, LGBT flag, from one end of the street all the way on the railing, all the way, if you're going to a city on this belly road, you see it there, all the way there. And he said, Leeds supporting LGBT. And it's all right. Why can't we have the flag from one side all the way. Say, because when they were saying lead support, they didn't consult me. They didn't ask me what my opinion on, on it was. So why don't they also say the whole of Leeds, the whole of England, on behalf of our on behalf of England, we are all supporting Jesus Christ. I said we are supporting Jesus Christ. Just as they didn't consult me when they were putting it up, I also write a boot, put a big flag. We are also supporting, lead supporting Jesus Christ. Sponsored by CICC. In fact, make that flag and let's put it up. If they like, they should come and take it. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's time for us not to be ashamed of Jesus Christ. It's time for us to be bold and let others know that there's a better lifestyle. It's a better lifestyle. Hallelujah. To make the right choice. We are not doing it for a man. When they see it, it doesn't matter. Oh, these people are too much. Okay, okay, we, are, we like it. We are too much. After all, it's better to be too much than not to be anything. Yeah. Hallelujah. Num- next one. Next one. Number four. So, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be pleasing to him. Amen. For we must all appear before the judgment seat. I think we've read this. Okay, so next, number four. Is it number four? Are we number four? Don't be caught unawares. Don't be caught unawares. Don't lose your guard. Don't be caught with your trousers down. Somebody said to me, Pastor, me, the only thing I fear, anytime I'm fornicating, this is a brother told me, anytime I'm fornicating, sometimes, what I'm afraid that the day Jesus, the trumpet will sound, I'll be there caught in the wrong place with the wrong girl in a wrong compromising situation. On the wrong day. Matthew 24, verse 37. <laughs> but as the days of Noah were, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days of the flood, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, making merry, partying, giving in marriage. Uh, oh, the, the people are not here. <laughs> Francis, until the day of Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It will happen all of a sudden. Two, he said, he said, two men will be in the field. Two men will go out to go and do field study. And one will be taken. And the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. And one will be taken. And the other left. There's a, there's a movie you must watch. It's called Left Behind. Very, very powerful. It's about the rapture. Every Christian must watch that movie. It will keep you, your mind correct. It will make you understand that you cannot be a Christian and be fooling about because you are likely to be left behind. Watch therefore for two, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Amen. But know this, that if the master had known the time that the thief would have come, he would have watched and not allowed his heart to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect him to come. Amen. I pray that you are not caught unawares. I say I pray that none of us is caught unawares. This message is, an, is, a, is a warning to you that don't allow yourself to be caught. Be, be in a ready mood. Be in a ready mood. Be in a ready mood. Number five. Number five. Don't, 
Number five, number five, number five. Number five says that your, your five brothers, your five brothers. Is it number five? Quickly. Make sure your five brothers do not go to hell. Make sure. Look at your neighbor and say, make sure your five brothers don't go to hell. Jesus told a parable. Jesus told a parable. Let's look at the parable. Very, very quickly, I've finished. Jesus telling a parable quickly. In Luke chapter 16, he says that, then, you know the parable of Lazarus, isn't it? Lazarus and the, uh, the rich man. Then the rich man says that, said to uh, Father Abraham, I beg you therefore, Father Abraham, that you would send Lazarus, him to my father's house. For I have five brothers. Who may, that he may testify, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes from this place, the dead, to my father's house, they will repent. I know my brothers. If they hear that I am the one who has sent Lazarus, they will repent. And he said, no, but if they will not hear Moses or the prophets, surely they will not be persuaded if one should rise from the dead. Amen. Listen, don't wait to be in hell to negotiate with Father Abraham about your five brothers. Don't wait to be in hell to become the evangelist to your family. Now that you are born again, you are supposed to be the ambassador of Christ in your home. When Jesus was, say, he was talking about when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll be a witness. The first place he talked about was home, Jerusalem. So you must be a witness home in Jerusalem. Let your brothers, let your cousins, let your sisters, let your aunties, let your neighbors, let your friends, let your parents, your grandparents come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. What, is, what good is it that you are born again and none of your family is born again? What good is it that you are born again and none of your friends, you know your road dogs. How many have some road dogs? Some, 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 rather die. Oh, am I the only one? Uh, the way you are looking, oh, you are, you are in church, so all things are passed away. Oh, come on. How many have some road dogs that you used to fly with? Yeah. Now, let them, now that you are flying on Jesus' airways, it is time to invite them to fly with you. Say, come fly with me. Come fly with me on Jesus' airways. Come fly with me. Listen, this is a good life. This is a smooth life. This is the best life. I like living this kind of life. This kind of life is Jesus-centered. This kind of life is peace. This kind of how many before you were so tormented? Ah, but this is a peaceful life. Love, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Let's share it with our family. Do you know they are bringables, they are invitables, and they are gettables? Ah, you didn't understand that. There are some people you are supposed to bring them. There are some people you are supposed to get them. And there are some people you have to invite them. Now, anybody who is below you, your younger sister, younger brother, younger cousin, younger friend, younger neighbor, you are not supposed to invite them. You are not supposed to get them. You are supposed to bring them. So that's why you don't even ask excuses. Come. And then, are you okay? Did I hurt you? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So, before, I should use a younger person, isn't it? Uh, This one is a younger, my younger sister. Come. You. You are going to church. You see see what she said? Oh. She make a long face. But then you bring her. I remember. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, put your hands together. I remember my big sister. One day came, took me, took me to church. And that day I was like, <laughs> I was so happy. Because 
those times they used to go for scripture union and then when they come from scripture, they all come, all of them will come with box guitar into my house. Then they'll come and sit there and then my sister will fry yam and sardine and uh, chopped onions and pepper and everything. And then as they are playing and singing all these type of songs, then when they finish, they'll eat the yam. And I was always longing that one day I'll be able to join this group of yam eaters. And, and I couldn't eat the yam because they, they said to me that I was too young. So one day my sister came for me. Said, today, we are going. Oh, I was so happy. Took me there. They went to scripture. You know, I didn't understand what they were doing, but I was there and I was attracted to the box guitar they were playing. So they finished everything, they prayed and everything. When they finished, they came home and they asked for today, I'm part of the yam eaters. So me, my Christianity was all about yam, eating yam. But see, I was brought. I had no choice in the matter because I was a bringable. All of us in this room, we have bringables. Your younger sisters, brothers, cousins, younger friends, younger neighbors, they are bringables. Then you have the gettables. That's the people on your level, your mates. It's easy to get them. It's easier to get them. Listen, I'm going to come and pick you. We are going to church. Get, which means that there's a, a smaller propensity that they will say, oh, no, I don't want to come. They will give some stubborn, a little bit of stubbornness, but you are, you, they are gettable, which means that they are more likely to be gotten. Then you have the invitables. Your mother, your grandmother, your older uncles. Because those, you can't just say, come and let me go. No, you can't just slap you, you see. You can't just... <laughs> I mean, I understand what I'm saying. No, 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 you can't do that. But so those people say, listen, I, I am taking you to church. It's a nice place. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I've heard one day I'll come and try it. So, so they are what? Invitables, getables, and bringables. But whatever it is, make sure that you come. Make sure that the rapture when it comes to examination, when you write and you finish full stop, you know you have passed. How many have written an exam and knew you had passed before even you, you gave the, submitted the paper? Say, this one I have passed already. I see you passing the test. Rise to your feet.